You're listening to My Wedding Season, the podcast. I'm your host, Ida Glovic. I photograph intimate weddings and elopements in Europe. This is the show where I provide overwhelmed wedding photographers with the inspiration, tools, and resources needed to build a thriving brand and business. Welcome back, as always, to My Wedding Season, the podcast. Today, I have Leslie Vega on the podcast, who has become somewhat of a podcast regular. She always has so many gems to share and has such a heart for photographers that it's a pleasure to get her back on the podcast. Leslie is a brand and web designer for photographers based in Florida. She offers branding for the deeper, artful photographer who is ready to rebrand. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about in this episode, rebranding. Leslie has come out with a ton of branding resources and downloads for photographers. For example, you can purchase the Photographer's Guide to Designing Your Own Website and the Photographer's Guide to DIYing Your Branding. And the best part is Leslie's giving listeners of the podcast a 50% discount. Yes, you heard that right. 50% off for the next five days valid from April 12th to April 16th. Just use the code REBRAND50 as in 50 at checkout. And I don't get a kickback. I just want you to get your hands on this amazing deal. I am so excited to have Pick Time on board as a sponsor for this episode. If there's one thing all of us wedding photographers can benefit from, it is a way to keep making our workflow more efficient and streamlined. I'm always looking for ways to optimize the way that I work, but know that there's still areas of my business that need some improvement. For example, I recently spent hours upon hours updating my website with blogs from my 2022 weddings. Ideally, it would have been done a few months back before the booking season started, but I just didn't get around to it. The truth is, I've been stuck in the classic way of blogging, which is tedious and time-consuming. I would go through the wedding gallery, choose my favorites, get them approved by my clients, upload them to the back end of my website, and then start creating blog posts from scratch. Sure, I know that there are softwares that exist that help make the process faster and easier, but I just have resisted signing up for yet another subscription. I'm willing to bet that I'm not the only one who feels this way. That is why I am so glad that PickTime is now integrating blogging into their professional and advanced plans. Now we can use PickTime not only to deliver beautifully designed galleries and slideshows to our clients, as well as to provide them with the options to purchase prints from the store, but we can also directly create blogs that we can integrate into our websites. On top of that, the blogs are quick and easy to make as well as SEO optimized. I mean, talk about it being a game changer. If you're eager to also optimize your blogging workflow, upgrade to a professional or advanced plan, and make sure that you use the affiliate code IDA, A-I-D-A, so that you can get one month free. Like I mentioned, Leslie and I had an amazing conversation on how photographers can rebrand their business. Let's just get into the episode and you will get all the goodies. Yeah, yeah, Leslie, welcome back. You are yes. my regular on the podcast, which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Love it. I love that you're here. Yeah, you know, last time we talked about like websites and branding in general, right? So now yeah. I just want to kind of get into rebranding because I feel like my audience, they already have their website. They already have something going on, but maybe they're at a point where they're thinking, you know what? I need to level up 
it's yeah. time for a rebrand and yeah let's just chat about it let's take it from different angles we can start yeah. by talking about like because you work with a lot of photographers and you've been doing that for years right yeah it's been I think we're uh I think I'm on year 15 at this point that's amazing that's amazing <laughs> yeah. okay before we get into it, I would, I'm so curious just to find out like how you actually got started 15 years ago that's and like how things looked back then because so much has changed just for my curiosity if we can just touch on that that'd be amazing yes absolutely okay so I I was you know the typical designer just working in marketing firms all that stuff okay and then, you know then I was getting married right and so that's how I kind of dove into the wedding world actually no before I got married I started doing wedding invitations so I was more in the stationary world oh right and so that's how I was in the wedding world then when it came time to finally be get married you know I hired a photographer got to kind of know that world and just fell in love with my photographers basically and so they became an ongoing relationship so once I was married all that was done they asked me I was working at a marketing firm I remember I was like seven, eight months pregnant. And they were like, can you be our wedding album designer? I'm like, oh my God, that sounds so fun. So that was when I took the big leap and I went home and I started working from home and I started designing their wedding albums. Uh, but then I would go into their office sometimes and they would be like, hey, can you help with this? Or hey, can you help with this? Or, or do this for sure and things like that. And then I started diving into their branding and that's where I fell in love with it. So yeah. before I did any branding, any websites, uh, I was deep into their world. Like I was watching them edit. I was watching them call images. I was watching them, you know, put together the albums and things like that and everything that went into it. And I just loved the world of photography. Uh, so then other photographers started asking me and that's when I just dove in. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this full time. I will finish off some of your wedding albums, but I'm going to go full time into branding and websites for photographers. And that's how it started. And that was back in like 2008 was when I opened the doors to, you know, Leslie Bay and sign mm-hmm. of doing branding for photographers. So it's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And things have changed. I mean, there was no social media back then. Exactly. Um, That's what I mean. And even like the way to build websites, it must have been a headache back in the day, right? It was because I worked primarily on, and this is not to bash Squarespace at all. It was <laughs> go-to for 10 years. Right. But I felt like I was getting more and more creative and it was starting to box me in. Mm, too I bad. That, yeah, I know that a lot there's a lot of people now building templates for photographers on Squarespace and like kudos to them. Like it really does have more you can do with it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I made that leap into the show it platform, you know, I had this like imposter syndrome of like, wow, there's no coding involved here. There's no, it's just design, design, design. And I feel like, and I had this like wall of like, Oh, well now I'm not a real website because there's no coding involved. That was just not no. true. You, yeah, that's just lies in your head, right? That is lies. And I even talked to, so my brother-in-law is just this complete brain of a guru and he is a developer and he codes. And he told me something one day that I was just like, okay, it almost gave me permission. He said, listen, Leslie, as a developer who's mainly coding, 
there is so much more out there that helps people and that helps artists like you execute a result that they need. Like, he's like, I feel like I'm becoming obsolete. And I'm like, whoa, no, you'll never be obsolete. But for you as a coder to tell me, hey, what you're doing, you're giving the client the result that they need. Exactly. Never feel less than in terms. And, and I just, from that point on, I just ran. I ran with Show It. And now I feel like the creativity that I put into the game is just all that more valuable because it's not cookie cutter anymore. Totally, totally. Everything that you do is so individual to the photographer, which really makes sense, especially when you're helping them with branding, right? Because branding is about it being unique to them. Yeah, absolutely. So we can get really creative. And then when I hand it off, it's user-friendly for them. So that in itself is even better. So I feel like it's just like the two worlds have collided and I just get to play. I get to play. So good. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to know, like the photographers who come to you for rebranding, Yeah. what do they say to you? What have you noticed in terms of like what they're struggling with and what they're trying to achieve? So most of the photographers I work with, yeah, they've been in business for a while. They Mm -hmm. have Um, They're probably four to five plus years in the business and they have really grown exponentially and they want their brand to reflect their work and like the level that they're at. So usually if someone comes to me in year one, I do promote like, hey, you're probably good to do like a template right now or to do while you're still playing and figuring out who your client is or what your vibe is. I wouldn't recommend investing, you know, 10 to 15 K in a brand or anything like that. So I would say most of them are in the four to five year of mark of their business. They Mm -hmm. have grown, they have an audience and they know who they want to serve and who they don't want to serve really. And so then we go deep into their actual branding and it really reflects where they are, what they like, what they don't like their ideal client. Um, And so that's when most of my clients come to me and where it works the best. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, like, where do you start? What's your process like in terms of like getting them first to define their brand, right? You need to find out who their ideal client is, where they want to go. But like, what is actually your process? Okay. So normally when I start working with a photographer, we do kind of get down to the nitty gritty first of their ideal client, their market. Um, And when I say ideal client, I think a better way that I can ask them that is more so so like, think of your favorite client. Think of your favorite client. You would want to wake up every Monday morning to work with them and to edit their images. Um, Who is that person? Like, and, and what do they like to hear? And what are their problems? What are they coming with when they come to you? Let's get down to that. And that helps us figure out the verbiage, the message, everything that's going to appeal to that ideal favorite client, right? And so that's where we start. It's usually just my branding questionnaire where I have everyone fill it out. Um, We start with a little bit of the aesthetics and things like that in that questionnaire. And then before I do any design, you know, so before I do any designing, that's what we do first so that we're designing with strategy. Yeah, that totally makes sense. What I always wonder is like when someone's working with a designer, right? Like you also have your own style, like you can't just do every type of yeah design yeah. and website. Like how do you actually 
like do you trust when someone approaches you that they've already seen your work and they feel like that's gonna fit the vibe or like how do you filter that like because you don't want to serve a photographer um where it's not gonna work out in the end like I can imagine I'm just guessing like if someone has a very edgy rocky vibe I, I don't feel like that's something you actually like specialize in how how do you go about that um, so I do get a variety of inquiries. So like sometimes if they're coming through like Google, they weren't necessarily looking through my Instagram feed or my website, you know, like they yeah. weren't seeing my vibe. Right. So I do still like to talk to them and see how I can help them solve their problems. Um, what's funny is I do market a lot of what I love doing. Right. Yeah. But I, in 15 years, I've become a little bit versatile. <laughs> so okay. I don't often shy away from certain things. So like I can do the Brighton area. I could do the, the moody. I could do pretty much anything at this stage, but I don't market that as much. So you won't see that on my Instagram feed or anything like that. So um, that's where SEO comes in handy where like, I'll really get anyone and yeah. I can execute. Right. And so sometimes they'll ask me, be like, well, do you do this style? I'm like, yep, sure. Here, here's where I've done it before. You may not see it on my Instagram feed. You may not see it here. I like to be available to that. Okay. Um, but ideally I right. do hope that most of them come and have seen my vibe. And the advantage in that is that I'm going to have more fun with yours because it's, it's my vibe. It's exactly. the language that I speak, but it is really funny when people come to me and, you know, most of the time when people come and they're like, oh, I want this style. And I'm like, okay, I can totally nail it. It won't be my favorite. And I will never make you feel like it's my, not my favorite. Right. Sure. I can't execute it. Um, but the beauty of Instagram too, or TikTok is that most of the people on there are finding me because of my vibe and so the higher percentage of people I, we're a match so. oh so good and I love that you mentioned TikTok like how is that going for you I know like we've all, we've gone through the past couple of years with the resistance yeah. and finally saying oh we need to get there like how's yeah. that actually working out for you just curious I would say I'm still in the early stages of TikTok so I wouldn't yeah. say I'm getting a lot of clients from TikTok I know a lot of people out there will say oh I'm getting so many clients and inquiries from TikTok mm -hmm. um that's still not my main method of getting clients a yeah. lot of them are still Instagram or Google um but I'm not negating that TikTok has a large platform and so it I is. will get on there yeah and I'll teach a little and you know, just kind of get my feet wet and offer some valuable content to people. But I will say most of my clients are still coming from Instagram. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's going to take a while to kind of build that audience on TikTok. Yeah. And it's just, it's such a different beast, I want to say. And mm -hmm. I always think like, okay, maybe next month I can focus and do something. And it just, I keep pushing it. Other things really take my priority. Um, yeah, and but... you know, and I always encourage clients, like, don't feel like you have to hop on the next bandwagon. Yeah. Yes, it will give you some momentum, um, mm -hmm. but you have to really dig into and study how many, like, if someone is getting a lot of leads from TikTok, are they all serious, good matches for you? And are they all really converting? So I feel like I always tell clients, dabble in every platform and the one that you're getting the most from, stay on there. Like, stay and push through and keep showing up on there. Yeah. Um, 
you know, dabble in the other ones and put what you can. But I feel like my market photographers are still in love with Instagram. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, like all has to do with your client. There was a time where we uh, people were like Instagram's dying and stuff. And I know like we had all our frustrations, but I actually think it's not going to go anywhere anytime soon. Like because they're still at it and we've just been there for so long. And since like they kind of re like they brought back photos like they had over indexed on video over the summer and that was just going totally in the wrong way but ever since they kind of dialed it back even though the engagement is lower like I still think that's where it's at even for photographers and designers and stuff so yeah I would stick with it but it's good to dabble with like other forms like TikTok and stuff because we don't know where things are gonna go even more right so yeah yeah, for sure yeah so good all right um I just want to read out something I saw on your website so that we can kind of dig into it yeah Uh, there's a point where you say for years I crafted brands and websites that work together to attract your dream clients throw out expensive marketing costs and give you the confidence to charge what you're worth we talked a little bit about attracting dream clients and that's kind of like the obvious part but how about we talk a little bit about like how it's gonna help reduce those marketing costs if you can kind of deep into what you mean by that yeah so I think that a lot of times we throw all our eggs into maybe ads or things like that and and we dismiss the power of like organic leads And I feel like there's still so much power in your website. Like your website kind of works for you almost like an ad. If you've instilled your SEO pretty well, you're able to answer questions on a website. You're able to go into those frequently asked questions. You're able to show your work. It's almost like that whole presentation that you would put into an ad process. It's all still there. It's a matter of just getting everyone there. And I feel like, your website is where they land anyways. Even if you're doing an ad or a cheaper ad run, your website is your money maker. It's the one that converts them and gets them to book. So I feel like if you kind of do your homework with your website before you spend the hundreds and the thousands on ads, I think you'll find a lot of success in doing the homework there as well before you invest so much. I agree a hundred percent. I just needed you to put it in beautiful words, which I love. (laughs) (laughs) And before we move into the other part, just because you mentioned SEO, which I'm always a fan of because it works so well for me in my business. But um, something that's been running through my mind, you know, the past few weeks is ever since uh, ChatGPT came out and Mm -hmm. we've seen like, you know, Bing is integrating ChatGPT and Google is coming out with Bards. We don't yeah. know how that's going to look like, how SEO is going to look like. Have you given that any thought? I know it's just yeah. out of the scope of what we're talking yeah. about, but just if like, is that something that like has gone through your mind, how things might change the yeah. landscape with SEO and stuff? So I, you know, it's funny. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts that mm-hmm. are talking about ChatGPT and I you know, I feel like it, it will be a great tool to spark topics and spark content that you maybe would not have thought of before, mm-hmm. but I feel like we can't allow it to do all the work just yet. No, no, no. I feel like we still have to have that human connection in the mix. Yeah. 
Yes. And so let's say you're using it to figure out some topics or some maybe email subject lines or blog post topics. Um, and that's great. That is great. But I think you still need to put your human words into the mix because only you know your ideal client. Only you know the questions that they're asking, yeah. um, how they're asking them, how they're wording them. And it's funny because I, I use this little method of, I call it like my cheat cheat. And mm -hmm. I offer it in my shop for like designers and photographers where it's you finding out what exactly your dream clients are saying mm. um, in there and where you find where they're saying those things. It's like these cheat sheets of knowing and finding and kind of getting into their brain yeah. of how are they wording it exactly? And these new tools are great, but they're not always going to word it exactly how your client is wording it. And so I think we still need to put a lot of value and a lot of weight onto our human yeah human words so yeah. I wouldn't put all of your eggs into that one basket maybe use it as a starter tool to spark topics and then go and find out how are your dream clients actually asking these questions and wording it exactly you know that's also like I just feel like the way things are going with technology and stuff and everything I think more than ever even us we need to bring more of ourselves to the table you know and really bring in our branding because otherwise like if you're just plain vanilla out there mm -hmm. I think it's just gonna hurt your business I might be wrong I'm just speculating but I love thinking about these things so yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's good to hear what you think about I do it too, and I'm, I'm trying to learn I'm trying to like get all the stuff into my brain and then put yeah. it down and then make sure I I continue to humanize it yeah oh you're so smart I love it. Okay, good. All right. So to the last part, you say and give you the confidence to charge what you're worth. So it's, yeah. it's about the money monies. Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. dig into that. You know, obviously how having a strong brand and website, yeah. investing into that, especially if you're going to go to a professional and get it done, it costs a lot of money. But how yeah. that ROI is going to help you out, if you could talk a little bit about that. Right. Yeah. So when you kind of do your homework as a business and really think through what you're putting out there to the world. Mm -hmm. I think the ROI is it's massive because I mean, I've run into people who even people outside of the industry who I just happen to be talking to in passing and they're like, Oh yeah, I was going to hire this person for this. But then I got on their website and I just was not convinced that they were going to put as much into me as a client because they hadn't done it for themselves. I was confused. I was lost. There were no questions answered when I got there. Yeah. Um, and just the, just the actual presentation. So we like to say like, Hey, don't judge a book by its cover, but we still do it. We're human. It's so true. I, and even as photographers, we are visual people. We are creatives. And look at me saying we, because I'm like, an <laughs> you're, you're part of us. It's all good. <laughs> No, you are my world. Anyway, yes. <laughs> but as photographers, you're creative. And so if you land on someone's website for the smallest of things, like you're buying a piece of clothing and you're like, oh my God, what an awful website. I don't know if I want to order from here. Mm -hmm. or, um, just, wow, they didn't really, they, it doesn't feel professional. Right. Yeah. And so I think brides are thinking this way too. They're like, if this person doesn't look legit online. Exactly what are they going to deliver to me? So I think 
when you invest in branding, it's a lot more than, oh, I've got a great logo or I've got really pretty colors or everything's cohesive. That's it's true. way much more than that. It speaks to your brand. It speaks to how you've invested into your business as a business owner yeah. and, and what that experience is going to be like for that bride. So if you've always put this in the back burner, I challenge you to just like, bring it to the front and maybe try to do a little, even if it's in baby steps, even if it's polishing your website or polishing your logo yeah. and not doing it all at once, because I understand the economy is not so fun right now. Um, exactly. but you don't want to set it aside because it is a first impression thing. And there's a lot of people leaving websites and leaving Instagram accounts mm -hmm. because nothing looks consistent. So it's so good. Yeah, last time we chatted, I remember you mentioned about the minimum minimum thing you can do is even get new headshots done, right? Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. I mean, even in the smallest of things, just headshots and fresh headshots of yourself. Yeah, popping those on your website, it almost makes your website feel new and updated, and that that itself speaks volumes. So if you feel like either your headshots are outdated, they're not professional enough, or they just don't match who you are anymore, uh, that actually does play a big role. And when mm -hmm. on that first impression, when people come, but yeah, it's, it's like this first little step, even if you do them yourself, like make use of that timer, make use of that tripod, put up a backdrop or whatever is your vibe like make the effort to give that refresh because when people see like, Hey, this person's up to date, this person keeps their site up to date. Yeah. That again builds that respect and credibility. Yeah. Because like a lot of what you said has to do with also trust, right? Whoever's yeah. coming to your website is looking to book. They want to be able to trust you. And that comes in different forms when you're like presenting yourself super professionally, they're going to trust you over someone else who hasn't made that kind of investment and yep. normally they're willing to pay more for your services if yep. they feel like they can trust you. So that's also where the money factor does yeah. come in. And yeah. that's something I've noticed myself, you know, like we recently bought a house, which is such a huge thing for us and we need to renovate a little bit. And yeah. I've been comparing, like we need to get the floors done. And I go on, you know, these websites and I mean, this is not a sector where people feel like it's important to have nice websites. I've really realized yeah. they're so like yeah. outdated. Uh, but then again, I come across some who've actually said, hey, it's worth it to actually um build a beautiful, beautiful enough website for their standards, but also yeah. include, you know, video tutorials of like, you know, more information about floorings because I don't know anything, you know, tiles and all that. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm actually, this is something so important. I'm willing to pay this person, this company more because then I believe they're going to do a better job. So yeah. they actually will earn and they can actually ask for more money. So I just thought, you know, sometimes when we kind of look and see, okay, how do we perceive other businesses? Who are we willing to actually take out our money and pay, I think it really helps us to reflect back on how we're doing business for ourselves. Like yeah. I found it so insightful and I was like, this is such a good experience, you know, like why am I picking one over the other? Why am I willing to pay more for one? Yeah. 
yeah. or the other. That's, that's where client journey comes into play. Yeah. Because, you know, something that photographers I find are doing a lot is they are successful and in getting inquiries, like say through Instagram. Yeah. And they're doing the whole process through DM. And so, mm, yeah. and that's, and they're like, well, why do I need a, a whole website if I'm getting bookings through DM? Well, you have to think about all the money you're leaving on the table with people who yeah. felt like well, this is all happening through DM. I don't know if this is going to play out how I want it to play out. Totally. I have nowhere else to find information. So imagine how you could double and triple the amount of inquiries with people who just have a website they can go to and not, and you're not repeating yourself on DMs and you're also showing them, Hey, there's a system that makes it so much easier for you to book rather than yes. spend two hours on a DM with me. Like go ahead and go there, get it booked. Everything's done in steps and there's no need to be re-answering questions for hours and hours on DM. You could spend okay. that time marketing yourself. You could spend that time yeah. editing your favorite galleries and getting it out even before they expected it, creating that client experience but you're spending all your time on DMs mm -hmm. and you're losing, you're leaving money on the table when your website could do even more for you. So good. Okay. Yeah. So now I'm curious, let's say they're photographers, they're like serving a middle, the middle market. They want to go higher end. Right. Um, right. But they're not necessarily there with the weddings they're shooting now. So let's say, you know, their portfolio is just not reflecting those higher end weddings, but they know at least they need to, up level their website to speak to right. those kind of clients like how what would your recommendation be like should they really just be focused on doing some sort of style shoes that might work but it's not real weddings like I'm sure people are in this it doesn't have to be higher end weddings but it could be other types of you know uh, adventure yeah. moments or whatever it is like let's talk about rebranding and in terms of photography style and portfolio like okay so usually when a photographer is in this kind of crossroads of going from the level that they're at to either a higher level or a different style, it means they probably already dabbled in that new style or that new level. Sure. So you probably have a little bit to show. I would take those images that reflect that and make those more forefront on your website. And so refresh your site with the kind of work you want to do. You may not have like 10 galleries of it, but you probably have maybe six to 10 photos mm -hmm. that reflect that. Make those more forefront on your homepage, um, on the headers of your portfolio or wherever oh. you want to really showcase larger, impressive images. I would make those your, your more key featured images. And then that will start to draw more people because they see that. Also on your feed, you know, try to post more of that new content uh you don't necessarily have to do a whole new style shoot unless you're up for it yeah but, okay yeah you know if, if you already have a little bit of content you can start to put those in the forefront and start mm, to build that makes sense but then also like adjusting the copy so that it fits what you're trying to yeah. the type of clients yeah. you're trying to attract exactly yeah, yeah that's so good but do you recommend uh, these photographers like till that business that that sort of clientele picks up that they actually maybe make a new website or like because I'm thinking if they relied on SEO and their SEO was built on a certain type of keyword yeah. right attracting those kind of people and then all of a sudden if you totally switch up your SEO with other keywords like what would you say like how would you solve that so 
that is something that I think it's almost like a mentally preparing for the work kind of thing, because mm. I actually just launched another client who really wanted to up level everything. Okay. And then she changed her domain because it was a better fit. Well, that's, you're right. starting from scratch on SEO. Yeah. So she was like, oh my God, I have no leads. I'm like, well, we did, you know, address that if we change it, you're restarting your SEO journey. And are you ready for that? Exactly. Right? fully booked with income that you can take that blow for a little bit and regrow that. Right. So yeah, it's, it's, you have to really weigh the costs. Like, are you willing to take this whole new journey from scratch to do that or mm. keep the SEO that you have, keep the website website that you have start to rework the content while using your old traffic and know that yes, it is kind of going to take some time Right. to introduce Google to the new content that you have. But using that old traffic is good. I would say while it's still getting you the old traffic, it's, mm -hmm. it's still generating traffic in the Google side of things. Yeah. And the new content will start to bring the new people. So I think that's one thing. I mean, I've, I've had clients that have completely started from scratch and it was, it was a journey. It is a journey, Isn't but it? you have to weigh the costs, right? You yeah. have, am I ready for this shift? Is it going to be worth it in the end? Because I'm going to get the clients that I want. And am I willing to be patient in the process? Yeah. Cause that's scary. You know, like if your calendar's not booked out to do that. So that's definitely yeah. something I want people to consider. That's, yeah. that's so good. Yeah. 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 Do you have any kind of like major don'ts when it comes to rebranding? Because I can imagine there might be like people look around. We're surrounded by so many wedding photographers online, you know, and they might be like, oh, my God, I love this person's like brand and yeah. how they're showing up and kind of like, oh, can we replicate or <laughs> at the minimum, like right. kind of, you know, emulate that. Like I would I would assume that's a big don't like. Can you give us something in that yeah. area? Okay, so normally I, I'm not against being inspired by mm -hmm. something. Right? Yeah. Like I'm not against like, oh, I love how she's so clean and modern. That's cool. But yeah. the thing is we can pull elements or or the the feeling of that and make it your own. And the only way to really do that successfully is when you do we do the homework we do the research we go yeah. into your brand we dive deep into your favorite client your, mm -hmm. goal, your business a lot of that seems like it's just cliche but what it really does is it gives a strategy to make something really your own that yeah. really to your client while you might like that modern clean vibe of that other photographer they probably have an entirely different client that they reach and so you want to make it your own and so yeah. I always I always uh, suggest like, so I get, sometimes I'll get inquiries of like, Hey, I just need a new logo. I feel like that's going to do it. And I'm like, well, right. <laughs> it's not about just the new logo because that, how do we know that that's what, and it's not necessarily that new clients are drawn to you just because of your logo. That's not it. It's because of everything that's behind it. And you have to think about making it timeless to where it can stand the test of time with trends, things like that, but also speak to that vibe that you want for your brand and the message so something that I always say is yes it's okay to be inspired but be open to the homework 
of doing it with strategy and research, because that mm. might take us in a whole different direction that you feel so much more connected to than that you ever would have been connected to that other style. So yeah. I think it's good to do the homework so that you're not investing and wasting your money on something that was just a copy rather than a full on research of what fits you in your brand and your client. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, absolutely. Because once you start getting into it, because I mean, for us photographers, we're focused on other things. Like you have the experience, especially like helping get that out of photographers and discovering yeah. this whole world, right? And yeah. then that way it seems so, it will be more aligned with who they are and like the type uh, of clients they work best with, right? So it's actually, uh, yeah. It's almost like, it's almost like therapy. Because, I can imagine. You know, when you start to hear yourself voice things verbally, yeah. uh, you start to kind of like find out things about yourself. You're like, whoa, I never thought. Yeah. That. And the therapist is just sitting there like, you just talked yourself through that whole insight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So going through that process when you're brand- rebranding and yeah. hearing yourself or like writing it out and you're like, oh my gosh, I never... Mm-hmm. I never really thought about myself that way or my client that way. If you don't go through that journey, you'll never know some of the things that you know, about yourself and your brand. Totally. You never found out, and and it just makes it that much more accurate when you're rebranding. So I encourage people to just take that journey. You know, yeah. And for you, I mean, I'm just assuming that it's something you've just learned over the past 15 years, like how to work with photographers. But do you like spend time yourself to kind of hone in on those skills to help photographers through that process more? Like, do you listen to podcasts specifically about like this kind of thing? Um, Mm -hmm. Or are you just leaning on your years of experience working with photographers? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I think Mm. it's all the exposure I've had with them you know, in person too, yeah. or as a client, but I do, I do listen to podcasts that are catered to photographers. Okay. Um, I like to learn more and more because even if I knew 10 years ago, the ins and outs of photography, so much has changed. True. So I want to stay like top of mind. Yeah. And so I am, I do follow several podcasts that are catered to photographers, but you know, it's funny, you get so much out of it, even yeah. as a business owner or another industry, there's so much insight there, but totally. it's nice to have those little nuggets of like the photographer world and what they're talking about and what's working for them and what's not. So yeah. I just, you know, it's so funny. I just love the world of photography, but I don't want to be a photographer. Yeah, <laughs> that's rather, all right. I'd rather dive more designers. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather design for you than mm-hmm. to do the heavy work that you do. And you know, it's so funny. I find myself defending photographers as if I was one. So like, I'll have like yeah. close friends or other people who are like, "Why is this so expensive?" I'm like, "Well, let me tell you. Let me Thank tell you, you about this." <laughs> so because I see it day in and day out. So yeah. It's it's so good to know the pain points because mm-hmm. we we hit that sometimes when we're creating a website yeah. or a brand and I'm able to remind them like, hey, you might not want to do it that way because then you might run into this with your client. Um, you know, you might not want to do this form this way on your website, or you might not want to ask this question, or you might want to ask this question to avoid this. And so knowing the ins and outs is yeah. what makes it really valuable. And so that's why, that's again why I'm such an advocate for niching. You know, that's why I niche to photographers because I bring more to the table 
because I'm so deeply into that world. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. And like to make it, I know, more accessible to photographers, especially during this time, you've created like resources, right? Where photographers can DIY their branding and web design. Like how are they able to do that? Like how have you made it more accessible in terms of also them trying to get to know themselves? Like if you can talk about the resources that you have available. Yeah. So um, right now it's in the works. It's a shop of guides for photographers that Mm -hmm. is pretty much mostly branding related so you will see out there where there's like branding kits and stuff but you feel like it doesn't quite hit the mark so I feel like if you could just download this easy guide for 30 40 dollars that shows you every step that I take when I'm rebranding somebody it will give you insight into at least starting that process yourself so Mm -hmm. for example there is one that shows um, how to DIY your brand And it basically takes you through my whole process of branding, but in like easy English to understand. Yeah. Easy steps. Like here's where I start and here's, you know, this is why I do this first. And so it takes you through that whole process and it's not like daunting. It's more like easy DIY steps to where you're not just buying a brand kit and you don't know what to do with it. It's more like, Hey, I'm, I'm actually taking this whole journey myself and I'm starting and taking the steps that Leslie does with her own clients, you know? So there's that process that makes it a little bit easier to understand that process. There's also one that's um, how to build your own website. Once you've done your branding, like what, you know, how to get on a platform and start, you know, cause sometimes it's just like, Mm -hmm. like, where do I start? Okay. Well, this is going to show you what your site needs on that homepage, what, even if you're starting on a really easy platform like Wix or something like that. Just okay, to so started. it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be show it. It doesn't matter what platform you're on. It just gives you the basics of, you definitely want this on your homepage. Mm-hmm. You definitely, you know, don't miss putting this, you know, little easy things to get you started on a website. If you're yeah. not ready to hire a designer to take it real intricate, you know, just yeah. it serves the purpose that you need. So there's that, there's a couple of different ones, like how to stay consistent, you know, with things like your colors and in why that builds trust. Yeah. Um, Choosing the colors, <laughs> for example, <Yeah. laughs> you know, cause mostly I feel like we choose the colors for ourselves only and not necessarily mm-hmm. like the market we're trying to serve or the yeah. type, you know, um, do you kind of go into that? Like a bit of talking about yeah. colors in depth, that would be so useful. Yeah. And just like different, you know, um, you might be more of a like class classic like high-end photographer or, yeah. or you're more of like the moody photographer and it's like these are palettes that cater to that um mm, so helpful like with them, you can you know so that's what's in that guide where it's keeping your colors consistent for you know for your brand for your yeah market. and I'm assuming yeah. you have also something similar for fonts because there's so many pretty fonts out there but actually seeing like what our mind interprets when we see a certain font like do you kind of go into that as well so there is a little bit of there's a little bit of font talk in the brand Mm. brand guide where it shows you like hey this is the kind of font this is what a serif is because you know it's like bingo and it's totally this is a serif a font with a serif it's kind of like the l that you see right behind me yeah it has something that comes out of it and it's not plain like a modern sans serif font. So things like that, mm-hmm. that touch on, if you are this kind of photographer, this is probably more your match of fonts. Exactly. Fonts, things like that. So it touches a little bit on that. Yes. 
Oh, I think that's so helpful because the first time I actually learned that there's more to it than just looking at pretty fonts, I was fascinated. So like, yeah. I'm sure there are people out there who are just like, whoa, there's actually a science behind this. Oh yeah, there is. <laughs> but I try to keep it very simple. Right? Yeah, enough and to so understand, but actually- Easy to understand. Yeah. yeah, but important to make the right decisions, right? Like yeah. at least for the moment where people feel like, okay, maybe I can take this on myself for the moment. And then yeah. when that time comes, it might be cool to just- invest in a you know right a, a designer yeah, yeah so good where can people find it like um yeah all your resources and yeah. also you <laughs> <laughs> okay so I of course I hang out the most on Instagram so that's mm-hmm. just under Leslie Vega design on Instagram uh the shop with those guys is actually just under shop lesliebega.com yeah um and there is a there is a part for brand designers, but there's also the part where it's for photographers. So you want to look on the when you first get to the shop, it shows brand designers, but the slide is going to go to photographers. So go into there, see all the ones that are on pre-sale for photographers. They're almost all ready, but pre-sale is is at a lower price than what they're going to be at once they're all ready to go. Uh, so that's shopleslievega.com. On Instagram, I am dabbling on TikTok. So that's also yeah. Leslie Vega Design. But I'm not on there that much, but I'm trying. It's all good. I know we all need our time, but I think at one point we'll get a hang of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have to get fun. started. I, it's, what I've found is TikTok is just more casual. It it's is like yeah. hanging out and joking around with a friend. And then maybe there's a certain purpose behind that post. But I think yeah. if we lose that fear of like, oh, it's got to be great, like, I think exactly. we're. We're more creative on Instagram, whereas mm-hmm. on TikTok, you could be way like just normal talking to a friend. So it's true. It's true. It has its easier ways there. So, but yeah, so I'm a little bit on TikTok. Um, and then just my website, lesliebegodesign.com. So it's pretty easy. Yay. And I will, of course, put it in the show notes like always. Yeah. And it's been a pleasure chatting with you again. You dropped yeah. some gems. I learned a yeah. lot. Uh, I'm sure everyone who's listening learned something, anything, or a whole lot. Um, it's been really good. And I'm sure like people are thinking about it. It's, it's going to be so valuable. So awesome. I'm, I'm glad. Thank you for having me again. It's Thank you, Leslie. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of My Wedding Season, the podcast. To be notified as soon as a new episode goes live, make sure that you subscribe. I'd love for you to write a comment or leave a review. Let me know what you want more of. For the show notes, head on over to www.wedding-photography-podcast.com. Cheering you on and until next time.